Let's go. I believe this is episode five of the Winning Program podcast. Let's with your go. host, with your host Dom and EJ. Let's go. So today we're talking about um we're talking about game three and game four and game two. We didn't talk about game two. We only talked about game one, right? I think so. Yep. So game two, what happens? Phoenix, you know, Phoenix takes the dub at home. It was yep. 118-108, I believe. Uh, yes. yes. All yes, around, yes. The, the trio came out again. Middleton and Drew Holiday, you know. Did, did it help out Giannis? I think Giannis had, like, again, he had 40. Like, 42-12. Yeah, and they still lost. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Terrible game, yeah. I'm just getting flashbacks of Braun 2018. And, but <laughs> but game, game three, it's back to Milwaukee, and... They take they take advantage. Giannis throws yeah. up forty again, double double, shuts down Phoenix, shuts down D book. He had ten points, three of fourteen on field goals. Just he was off. That really messed up the Suns game. Yeah, it really did. Um, but going back to game two, uh, um, the game was as simple as Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton didn't show up to play, and um, the Milwaukee Bucks came out with the defensive scheme of stopping any paint play they weren't going to allow any mid-range jumpers no inside layups alley-oops and the suns got so many open threes i believe they shot 20 of 40 from three which is insane so they just shot lights out that game and that's how they won game two simply yeah didn't mikhail bridges have like a 27 playing lights out for the three Yep, and then because at the end of the game you know the bucks realized they were giving up too many threes they were too they were really quick closing out on shooters, but Mikael Bridges is such a gifted player that he's able to put the ball down on the floor and dribble to get his way out of a closeout. And he created so many mid-range jumpers, inside yeah. layups, or just foul opportunities for himself, and it was great. Yeah, there are many open shooters. Like, there's always a shooter open, and that shot went in. Every time. They shot 50% from three on... 40 shots was it that's insane volume yeah especially at home they had the momentum i think bridges had a he had the momentum from the fans just knock down those dudes yeah of course but then that even brings up that point of home court advantage i think that thing is vital because we saw how big the series shifted from games one and two to game three right yeah yeah um phoenix went and took both games at home games one and two and then they went to milwaukee and it was a complete shift um milwaukee had like a 20 plus point lead at a point in the game because they just have the momentum and i think it's really true when they say that excuse me um role players play better at home because you know they have the fans Mm -hmm. backing them up obviously we won't sit down here and say that mikhail bridges is a top player who we expect to put 27 points per game every game of the season, you know, like, that's not what you're yes, saying for him. But when you got the home fans there, you know, cheering you on every move, happy for everything you do, it gives you that confidence to go off the dribble, make those shots, or do whatever you have to do to help your team win. But then when you're in a hostile yeah. environment, it makes it much harder, you know, because everyone's against you, and you lose that, like, external confidence that you could possibly gain from your own fans, you know? Yeah. In that game, Phoenix was twenty nine percent from three points, nine to thirty one. In the game, game three. Yeah, so, yeah, it's not the best. And Jay Crowder made like 
six or seven of your nine threes. Like that just shows how bad it was. Yeah. Jokic had like eighteen points. Yeah. So sometimes he's like really good from a three. Sometimes you just not the move. Mm-hmm, definitely, I understand that. I mean, that's how the NBA has come to these days. You know, it's like spacing, 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 three-point shooter, three-point shooter, three-point shooter. And, you know, at the end of the day, it goes in one game. It doesn't go in another. So, yeah. And DA getting in foul trouble? Dice. Not good. Oh, we got to talk about that. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we should just name this episode The Suns Can't Guard Giannis. It's that simple. They can't already honest especially without Aiden to try to contain him yeah yeah whether he's 90% 95% whatever you want to say he is they can't guard him um there's no one on that court that is fat that has a mixture of well not the mixture the combination of speed and strength to keep up with them yeah um DeAndre DeAndre Aiton doesn't have the speed and he doesn't even have the strength. Remember in game one when Giannis just bodied him off the baseline for one of those dunks? That's what the wall's um, for. That's what the raps used. And the wall's not working. Not I working. You, you think you think the Bucks counter I think the Bucks counter that wall. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily the Bucks countering it, but Giannis being smarter as a ball handler. Because if yeah. we go back to twenty nineteen, um when he played the Raptors, he would get the ball and he'd see the three, four bodies in front of him on his way to the rim, and he still just charge in there, and he'd lose the ball, take a terrible shot. Um, yeah. Just waste a possession, basically. But now, um, hopefully, he has more trust in his teammates like Middleton and Drew Holiday now. Um, he's finding ways to pass out. Um, I showed you that one video I saw, right, about them running one yeah. play against the wall. Yeah, so um, he's just becoming a more gifted passer, and thinking more of how can I help the team, not only how can I get myself my own opportunities, and then when he helps the team, it then opens that wall up or that 2-3 zone and yeah, especially when he gets his space. Because mm-hmm. when there's a wall, there's like there's more than one player on another player. It leaves someone open, so. Definitely. You definitely yeah. took advantage of that. Yeah, and then you put, like, the defenders in two minds, you know, because if you get some cut action going, you leave one, cor- like, in the back three of the zone. Um, like, one of the corner defenders, they're like, do I close out to the three-point shooter in the corner, or do I stop this cut pass, you know? In the and then those are quick, yeah, and those are quick decisions you have to make, and whichever one they t- the defender tries to stop, the other one's open, you know? And since they're, like, wide open, they're all high percentage shots depending on the player that's there especially if it's pj tucker in the corner yeah pj tucker the best corner three-point shooter of all time statistically i believe yeah dude's a beast yeah, yeah in that corner you don't want to leave him alone he, he needs guard in those corners never but um devin booker goodness three or 14 10 points 10 points one is seven from three. Tell me about that, bro. What was that? I have not. I think I think they really got shaken up on the road, because in the previous two games, Booker didn't shoot like that, and those are both at home. I mean, so yeah, I really think like, that's something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, but um, I think we also have to give great credit to Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and PJ up. Tucker. Huh. 
because those three are the Milwaukee Bucks' primary on-ball defenders, um, and they all did a great job, especially Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday immediately disrupted Devin Booker's rhythm within that game. Right at the beginning of the game, first quarter, I believe it was like the first possession he made Booker like hit the side of the backboard or something with the shot. Um, yeah. I think it was forced up shots. Him. I think it made Booker force up shots because of the well defended team. Yeah, and then when you shut off the team's best individual scorer, you know that's always going to put you in prime position to win. To win the game, guarding one of the top scorers. On the Phoenix Suns, yeah. 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 And it worked, it worked for him that game. He yeah. is, yeah. It did work. You saw Chris Paul, 19-9. And yeah, Chris Paul, he played well. And DA, he had like 16, like, first half and started to slow down. I think he had like Yeah, I believe he finished with 18, right? Yeah. He only got two other points. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a foul trouble. And then about halfway through the fourth quarter, Phoenix gave up the game. They took out their starters, and they said, yeah, this one's over. Rightfully so. It was about 20 down, you know. There was no offensive momentum. Um, Yeah, at that time, you just pulled the cord. So game four, you think this this keeps up for Milwaukee? I don't – you think think this uh, steaming momentum? Yeah, I think Milwaukee wins tonight just because the home court advantage thing. Like, um, I mean, sometimes we underestimate home court advantage. I definitely have been all playoffs long until I saw this um, the series, the way the first two mm-hmm. games went, and then the way it just shifted completely in game three. It's really incredible what home court can do. Home court elevates role players, and even for like all stars and border well i won't say borderline superstars i don't think chris middleton's there but for all stars and top nba players it even helps as well you know chris middleton and drew holiday play much better at home than they do on the road um it's statistically Mm -hmm. shown and obviously role players play better at home so i think the bucks keep that up and they win game four tied at 2-2 before i'm back going back down to the valley so when it goes back down to the valley you think that's Sun's advantage right there? Because the it Valley Man got some real fans. It definitely is, but we do have to remember that the Suns won Game 1 by 13 points and Game 2 by 10. And while they did seem as though they had control for the majority of the game, the Suns never really... Um, well, what should I say? The Bucks always had like a look in, you know? The oh, Bucks yeah. were never that far out. Except yep. for like when they were twenty points down, but then the Suns gave them a road pack into the game to get within single digits. So um, I think it'll really depend on the game plan because I think that I confidently believe that Milwaukee ties it up at two-two. But to win this series, obviously, someone um, if the Bucks want to win, they're going to have to win on the road. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to win in Phoenix, and to win that, that's heavy adjustments and. Believing in your star players, they carry you not only one or two of them, but all three of them. So that'll be really tough to see. But obviously, first we have to see game four. Who knows? Maybe the Suns take it, you know, but I think Milwaukee got it. That's a big game because it, it can either be tied or Suns are one game away from winning the championship, the finals. Definitely. And um, Devin Booker is going to play a big role in this. I sent you Bucket Center's um, yes, sir. post, right? 
Yep, so at both says, of mm-hmm. Devin Booker's last eight games. He shot five of sixteen and one, not too good. Five yeah. of twenty one, not too good. Five of twenty two, not too good. Hmm. Nine of twenty two, not great either. Ten of twenty six, no. Eight of twenty one, no. But then in um what's it? Game two was it game two? Yes, game two of the NBA Finals. He played well. He shot 12 of 25, hit a lot of threes. But then he went back in game three and then shot three of 14. So he's had a pretty bad run of shooting in the last eight games since the um, nose fracture. Um, He's really going to have to step it up again tonight if Phoenix wants to win in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. I mean, once one of the top scores gets locked down to 10 points... The chances of the Suns winning are not there because if you take out the top score, it's hard for the other role players to step up, you know? It's hard. Unless you're Cameron Johnson dunking on P.J. Tucker. Oh, my. Dude, that was an amazing poster. Um, I still think it was a charge. Yeah, you think it was a charge? (laughs) I thought P.J. Tucker was set looking at the replay, but, you know, they always have that thing where it has to be a clear and obvious error, whatever the hell that means. But, um... (laughs) I guess they thought that it was too close of a margin to turn back on the original call. Yeah. But regardless, it was a crazy dunk. He just ran straight through the lane. <laughs> he jumped like right after the free throw line and put it on PJ Tucker's head. Dude, that was honest. That dunk was honest. Head. Definitely sports center top was, ten. It was sick. It was absolutely insane. I was sitting there. I was like, goodness. Yeah. He's, he's he's one of the better bench players for the Suns. His three point shooter. He's a and almost shooting. perfect three point shooter. Like every time he shoots it, I think it's going in. You know. Yeah. Every time. Especially in the yeah, corner. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then one other thing going back to Milwaukee is that um, you know Dominic um, Chris Middleton yes, didn't even play that well. He only had eighteen points. It was like 18, 18 points, um, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists, something like that. That's yeah. not a good Chris Middleton game. Yes, he played great defense, great on-ball defense, but that's not a good offensive Chris Middleton game. So imagine mm-hmm. how that game could have turned out if Chris Middleton was hitting on all cylinders, you know. So that's what gives me the belief that Milwaukee can go out and win game four. Yeah, especially... Um... In game three, Bridges had four points compared to 27 in the game two. The home court advantage thing, yeah. I, I really think, yeah, that's what I think. I really think it's a difference. But I'm hoping my sons get it right tonight, take game four, and be up 3-1. There's, all, but, there's always a possibility, yeah. Always, yeah. But you know the, you know the Bucks are just going to go at eight and early in the game again, right? Yeah, they'll try finally about in foul trouble, yeah. I mean, oh, it'll be the thing that to also stop brings it. one more point. <laughs> What's the point? You know, you know Jalen Smith. Oh. Um, I believe he's a rookie or second year. Yeah, second year. Um, well, he's the Suns' young center. Um, True. and I've been seeing a lot of calls for him to be put onto the court when Aiton's out because while he might not have the offensive ability. Or even the defensive ability of Aiton or the mm-hmm. experience, even though Aiton doesn't have much either. Um, yeah. 
he's better than Kaminsky or um, anyone else he could really put at that center, you know, as for rim protection. And I think that if Aiton goes out, Jalen Smith is the go-to option for the second unit. Yeah, he should be because he barely gets minutes. I think he needs to play more. Yeah, because when Aiden went out and the Suns just went completely zone, build a wall, stop Giannis, Giannis had so much fun. He scored yeah, like every other possession. It's because Cam Johnson was the tallest guy on the court, and he's like, he's way smaller than Giannis, obviously. So, I mean, yeah, it was a fun day for Giannis, obviously. Yeah. Nowhere size. near as strong as him, yep. Especially when they tried teaming him, like, Giannis just absolutely postered. Yep. Brooke Lopez barely played in this game. Bobby Portis played well. Um, and he played a little bit of better on-ball defense. I know he did get switched onto Chris Paul again once. Um, I don't think he did terrible on that possession. But, yeah, the Bucks are really going to need to role players to step up. Giannis to have another game. Um, Drew Holiday to have another game. Middleton. Chris Middleton to really come out. About Pat Connaughton. Oh, Pat Connaughton's a great three-point shooter, and he hustles defensively. I like him. I think he could. Well, I wouldn't say great three-point shooter. Yeah. Yeah, if he steps up, but yeah, the Bucks will. They'll definitely. They'll probably take the game if their bench steps up. Surrounding talent around Giannis. Giannis absolutely goes hard. Yeah, it'll um, be a Bucks win. It's really interesting because the whole thing going into Game 3 was this series is probably over, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Bucks really made the adjustments. But not really the adjustments. It was just the effort, you know? We're in the NBA Finals now. The other team knows how you're going to play. You know how you're going to play. Adjustments yeah. don't matter anymore. It's literally just effort. Like, star players, can I stop the other star player? Can I slow him down? Or can I take matters into my own hand? Can I make the shot to put my team up? Can I make the shot to put my team back in the game? You know, it's all those small things now. Um, and it's just effort, you know. Drew Holiday showed great effort picking up Chris Paul full court when he was defending him. Game um, three. And I expect to see... <laughs> I expect three. to see that. For... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I expect to see that for the rest of the series. But, yeah. So do you think do you think Bucks will like shut shut down Suns in six still? You don't think the Suns will win one more game? I mean, I had Bucks in six, bro. And um, depending on how this goes, I mean, I can't really say anything. I'm still, I still feel the Bucks have a shot to win this series. Obviously, it'll be much more probable in seven than six because six would be them winning four straight, and they only have won one game so far. Yeah. Um, but if they can play another good defensive game and protect home court, which is absolutely vital, um, they're definitely right back in the series right after a lot of people started counting them out. Yeah, but it can be a different way, though, because if Suns take it, they, they'll take all the momentum back to back to Phoenix, try to close out in five. Yeah, and if they do get back home in five up the if they do get back home game five up 3-1 yeah I I don't know what to tell you you know you don't have LeBron James and Kyrie Irving on your team to drop <laughs> 41 in that game five for you to come back and then LeBron to, 
Yeah, and then LeBron to drop 41 the next, and then um, Kyrie to go off in game seven, you know, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at that point, that's really, yeah, no, this is a Suns championship to win or to lose, but yeah, it's going to be a great game. Um, 6 p.m., four. they said? Yeah, 6 p.m. Mountain okay. Standard Time. Mountain Standard Time. Imagine living in Arizona Imagine. and not cheering for the Suns. That's me. <laughs> oh, that, that's probably like a few uh, variety, few other people too. Just a few. I'm sure there are a lot of people, you know, a bunch of LeBron fans down here that, or Clippers fans, you know. Yeah, definitely Cali Maybe fans. Even you got, or you got some Nuggets fans, you know, that don't like don't like all the talking Suns fans. We doing like that Suns in four, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Some Nuggets fans, I guess they just got too mad because the Suns swept the Nuggets. Yeah, they missed Jamal the Murray a little too much. Uh, I know. I went to like six. Yeah. If Jamal Murray was in it. Um, if Jamal Murray was there, uh, I don't know how good the Suns, I mean the Nuggets defense would be on the Suns. I feel like that's the only series if health was not a factor the Suns would have won but yeah I think the Suns would have beat a healthy Nuggets team especially considering that Chris Paul was coming off that shoulder thing that he had in the first round versus the Lakers as well um yeah Chris Paul healthy yeah they would have won that one all right to wrap up the podcast can we get a game prediction for game four tonight Milwaukee takes game four it's two two I think it's going to be, you know, I'm going 3-1. I'm riding with the Valley, bro. I can't doubt him. I, I don't see it happening, <laughs> but we're going to sit down and watch the game in about an hour or so. Yes, sir. Sadly, I'm sir. going to work, though. So uh, You know you know you're still going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch it on the phone, though. I got to watch <laughs> on the phone. Of course you would. Of course you would. That's why you work in the morning, Dom. I know, 8 boss. 8 to 12. That's what I do. <laughs> That'll be a better time. Better time, and yep. All right. Yep, with that, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Dominic, Ep- any last words to say? Ep- episode five in the books. You know, we're going to have the more episodes cooking as these finals seat up. Yes, sir. Definitely, we're going to have to try one right right after this game tomorrow. Yes, sir. Um, because this game is really big for the series. It puts it back on level terms or... Either 3 1 or 2 2. Ends it. Yep. Yes, sir. So we'll see what happens. Thanks for listening. Yep. Take care. Thanks for listening, y'all.